Welcome to the Chad Cargill ACT Test Prep Podcast, coming to you from the Ollie Ray Ranch in Choctaw, Oklahoma. It's great to be with you for episode 40, how to correctly use who and whom. My goal is to give practical tips to help you increase ACT scores, qualify for college, and win those much-needed scholarships. We'll talk colleges, careers, and most of all, test-taking strategies and tips. In high school, choosing between who and whom was very difficult for me. I was terrible at it. But once I learned a simple trick, this became one of the easiest things in the English language. In this episode, we're going to dive back into the English section of the ACT, and we're going to learn when you pick who and when you choose whom. I I don't know why this one gave me so much trouble, but it did. I mean, I was terrible at this. It's just uh, one of those things I I never could figure out, and I was always trying to. It's just horrible. And uh, now it's definitely not that difficult. And I'm gonna teach you that. I'm I'm excited to teach you this. It's one of those aha moments that students have in my workshop. So anyway, I'm really glad you're joining again. You can get on the site, calendar.chadcarger.com and see all my classes. I've got a bunch of them out there. and uh, We are scheduling for the spring like crazy. So if you do not have a workshop in your area, call our office. Call my assistant, Penny, email penny at chadcargill.com and get us on your schedule. I would love to come to your high school. And if we need to, we can even do it virtual. I did a virtual class today uh, for uh, Southwest Arkansas and it was great. And uh, uh, we we did a lot. It, it was just an awesome class. A lot of students interacting. Uh, we were using Crowdcast. It's such a great platform for that. Um, I've got an online uh, faculty workshop tomorrow. Then I'm going to be in Owasso on Friday. Anyway, you'll see a lot of classes there, but get those, get, get contact us and we can get on the schedule uh, for the spring. Also, you can go to chadcarger.com and you can get the prep book so you can start diving into that and maybe get the speed reading software. It's only $39 for one year subscription and you can start learning to double, triple your reading speed and improve comprehension at the same time. All right, well, let's get into who and whom. So I'm going to give you a series of examples today, and I'm going to talk about how you're going to choose when to use who or when to use whom. Now, in high school English class, you might be taught this as we use the subjective versus the objective case. And the subjective case would be the who or the objective case would be the whom. And I think that, you know, if if that's the only way you try to learn it, and you're trying to decide, okay, was this the objective case or subjective case? It could be a little difficult. It's definitely confusing for some. It was for me. But I think if you use a very simple trick I'm about to show you, you're going to find this isn't that bad, and you'll be able to get most of these right pretty easily. So let's start with the example that I use in the workshop with the students. Louis Zamperini is a man whom I respect. So you could say, Louis Zamperini is a man who I respect, or Louis Zamperini is a man whom I respect. Now, this one is a little difficult because the who and whom is kind of in the middle and you don't really, it's not just obvious which way to use it. Whereas sometimes it's really obvious. So before I give you the answer to that one and tell you the trick on how to answer that one, let's start with the basic Who or whom gave it to who or whom? So you could say, who gave it to or whom gave it to? Here is the great trick. 
Anytime you're trying to decide between who and whom, instead of worrying about subjective versus objective case, just replace it with he and him and go by sound. What sounds better? He gave it to or him gave it to? If he sounds better, who is the correct answer? Would you say he gave it to he or he gave it to him? Him, then whom is the correct answer? So in this example, it should be who gave it to whom because he gave it to him. Now, when you do that with the who and whom, it just becomes so obvious. You change it to he and him. You're like, yeah, I got this. That's not that hard. But ACT makers are not stupid and they know this trick. And so one thing they like to do is they like to invert the sentence so the trick is not obvious, so it doesn't necessarily work. So that takes us back to the first example that I gave you. Louis Zamperini is a man whom I respect. In this case, the sentence is inverted. The who or whom is in the middle. And what you have to do in this case is you have to twist it. So we take the phrase using who or whom. In this case, it's who or whom I respect, and we twist it back. Would you say, I respect he or I respect him? Him, then whom is the correct answer? So instead of, again, worrying about is it objective case, I can just go by sound. Louis Zamperini is a man whom I respect. Why? Because I respect him. Now, in this example, the subject is singular, Louis Zamperini. If it would have been Joe, John, and Dave, then all we do is we change it to they and them. Joe, John, and Dave are men I, who are whom I respect. I respect them. So whom is the correct answer? So when it's singular, I go hear him. When it's plural, I go they or them, and I go by sound, and it's pretty easy. I've used Louis Zamperini as my example in the workshop for, I don't know, I, I think I've used that for three or four school years. Um, the, the book Unbroken by Laura Hildebrand was one of the greatest nonfiction books that I've read. Really, is one of my favorites. And then when they did the movie Unbroken, I was unbelievably excited and I was massively disappointed. I, I was really disappointed in the movie. I, you know, you hear that a lot. Oh, if, you know, if you read the book, you hate the movie. Well, this is one I definitely was disappointed in the movie. But the book, Unbroken, highly recommended. It is a great book. Louis Zamperini is a, just an incredible hero. And uh, man, the ending of that book, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, I remember I was doing it through uh, audio and uh, I, I had to stop. I was driving. I had to stop. I, I just cried. Uh, it was it was incredible, uh, the end of that book. And so uh, anyway, I hope you consider reading it. But that is the first example. Louis Zamperini is a man whom I respect because I respect him. Okay, let's try another one. It was King Henry VIII who or whom had six wives. So you could say it was King Henry VIII who had six wives. It was King Henry VIII whom had six wives. Well, the key, he had six wives. If he sounds better, who is the correct answer? Try this one. By the way, I have all of these in the show notes. When you go to your podcast app or you go to podcast.chatcroker.com, this is episode 40, you can just scroll down. You'll see all these examples. So I have the examples. I have the key, everything. So if you want to review these later, you certainly can. Okay, so next one. I talked with Teresa 
who or whom was trying to paint the walls of her new living room. I talked with Teresa who was trying to paint the walls of her new living room, or I talked to Teresa whom was trying to paint the walls of her new living room. The answer is who, because she was trying to paint the walls. So the same way we use he, him, I can use she, her. Number four, there is the new student who or whom you were asking about. You could say there is the new student who you were asking about. There is the new student whom you were asking about. Well, you were asking about him. So whom is the correct answer? Number five, for who or whom did Molly vote? You could say for who did Molly vote? For whom did Molly vote? Well, it's whom, because for him, she voted for him. She didn't vote for he, she voted for him. So whom is the correct answer? Number six, my parents wonder who or whom my new boyfriend is. My parents wonder who my new boyfriend is. My parents wonder whom my new boyfriend is. The correct answer is who. Number six, who or whom will give the graduation speech on Friday evening? You could say who will give the graduation speech or whom will give the graduation speech. He will give the graduation speech. Therefore, the answer is who. Number seven, our new neighbor, who or whom we met yesterday morning works at Conoco. Our new neighbor, who we met yesterday, our new neighbor, whom we met yesterday. We met him. So whom is the correct answer? Number eight. With who or whom are you rooming with for your freshman year at college? With who are you rooming? With whom are you rooming? You are rooming with him. Him. Whom is the correct answer. Now, while we're on subjective versus objective case, another commonly misused item is me or I. And again, we get into the subjective versus objective case discussion here. So what I want to do is give you a couple examples and discuss how you would determine on these. So this isn't necessarily who and whom, but it's the same concept of subjective versus objective. And I actually cover them in my workshop under the exact same bullet point uh, when we do our English rules. So here we go. He gave it to John and me or I. Would you say he gave it to John and me? or he gave it to John and I. Now, most of us, if we're talking to each other, most people would say he gave it to John and I. That's how you'll hear it used continuously. We all remember when we were young, being corrected by our parents. You know, you would say John and me, and uh, immediately you'd be corrected. It's John and I. Well, here's the way you do this. Instead of worrying about, again, that subject of objective, eliminate the John and. And let's go by sound. Would you say, he gave it to I? No, he gave it to me. So the correct answer here is he gave it to John and me. You cannot say he gave it to John and I. He didn't give it to I, he gave it to me. Now, if it said John and me or I went to the game, would you say John and I went to the game or John and me went to the game? Well, John and I went to the game. Why? Because I went to the game. So let's review them one more time. He gave it to John and me, 
because he gave it to me. The objective case there. John and I went to the game because I went to the game. The subjective case there. Now, sometimes in my class, when I teach that, well, first of all, I get a lot of funny looks when I teach that. As soon as it's like, what? And I'm like, yes, your English teachers taught you that. You just don't remember. But yes, that is accurate. That's the rule. And sometimes, I've had this happen multiple times at classes, a student will raise his hand and say, look, it's this easy. If it's at the beginning of the sentence, you always use I. At the end of the sentence, you always use me. And I'll go, really? And I'll say, hey, well, between you and I, we should keep that a secret. And I'll kind of look at him and he'll be like, okay. And I'm like, between you and I? How about between you and me? Between you and me, we should keep that a secret. Why? Because you can't between I. Between I, that doesn't work. Between me, me is the objective case. Between the preposition between you and me, let's keep that a secret. So that is something that you'll hear used incorrectly all the time. It, this stuff will drive you crazy if you listen for it. If you listen to the news, you listen to the radio, pastors, all of it, it will drive you nuts because it is used incorrectly all the time. So listen for who and whom, trying to replace with he and him. Listen for John and I versus John and me when it's used correctly versus incorrectly. And I think what will happen is uh, you'll, you'll just start catching it. And my, my kids, my two oldest, Cameron and Casey, I mean, I, that was something I was always correcting, always. And uh, so it's funny because if Casey's ever around and somebody uses that incorrectly, Casey always kind of looks over at me and kind of gives me a little nod. And I'm like, yep, same with indefinite pronouns. And if you haven't listened to the episode on indefinite pronouns, go back and listen to it. It's a great episode um, where I really break down when to use uh, the plural, the singular, and the ones that can be singular and plural, and which one is correct. So go back and listen to that. The indefinite pronoun episode is episode 34. So if you go to podcast.checkroger.com forward slash 34, episode 34, you can listen to me teach the uh, rules that go with all the indefinite pronouns. And that was a great episode. I've gotten a lot of episode listens on that one. And uh, it's it's a popular one just because it's used incorrectly all the time, especially those ones that are singular. Uh, listen, I, even in my class today, I use it incorrectly. I, I made a mistake um, at one point in my workshop today. And I told the students later, I said, hey, I don't know if any of you caught it, but I used it incorrectly. So it's something that I still struggle with. But if you learn the rules, then that can really help you on your ACTs. Hopefully that gives you a great little trick that makes who and who much easier. Uh, also the me and I much easier. If we just step back from the whole like technical side and just use those little tricks, many times those become much easier. Not to say the technical side is not important as well, because it certainly is but I like to use these little tricks. I know a lot of you are getting your ACT scores back from the October test. I've been uh, getting some messages from around the country. And uh, man, I appreciate you guys listening too. I mean, just from all over. I mean, I got, uh, I got messages from Florida and North Carolina this week uh, from listeners and uh, just uh, not counting all the ones I'm getting locally as well. 
from this uh, area of the country. But I just appreciate all of you who listen, who are sending messages and uh, hitting us on the Chad Cargo Workshops Facebook page. I really appreciate I'm getting a lot of messages there as well. And I I hope that you'll be able to join one of the workshops. I'd love for you to get the the full experience and even better in person. But uh, anyway, so I'm going to have a lot of episodes coming and I've got several specked out over the next uh, several weeks, and I cannot wait to share them with you. Now, if you enjoyed the podcast, please not only share it with someone who you think might find this valuable, but I would appreciate it if you wouldn't mind leaving a quick review. So if you're on Apple Podcasts, just click that little five star and leave a short review right there. That would be amazing, and that would really help us in their rankings. But if you can just leave a review and share it with somebody, Man, that really helps, and uh, it, it just helps the podcast. It helps me that what I'm doing is is uh, valuable to you. And uh, again, those those episode listens are just off the charts. We're running again just incredible numbers this month, uh, just like we did last month. And so I'm really excited about that, and certainly appreciate all of you listening. Well, that will do it for this week, and it is getting close to Thanksgiving. And I uh, hope all of you are. Killing it with your schoolwork. Don't get complacent. I mean, I know some of this online stuff, uh, this stuff worries me. It's easy to get complacent. It's easy to not bear down. But man, take time to practice. And, you know, I I shared this on, on many of the practicing episodes. I'm not talking about like ungodly hours and hours and hours, but spend a few hours. If you put a few hours into English, a few hours into math, I'm really excited about what can happen with your scores, but you must practice. This isn't magic. Takes time. Practice. You're going to be in great shape. And if you practice really hard and you get prepared, that's when you're going to see these great results. And a little sacrifice now is a lot of reward later. No sacrifice now. It's a lot of like difficult times later. So practice now and hopefully uh, you will be prepared. I'm going to host another Last Chance Prep workout the Thursday before the December ACT. So I will get all that scheduled. I don't have it up right now. It's not up on academy.chadcargo.com yet, Um, but I will have that up on the Academy site. And then from there, I will put that on the Crowdcast site with your, once you register on the Academy um, and sign up for it, then it'll, I'll send you the login for the Crowdcast session and I'll have you online and we'll do the exact same thing. I'll do the same thing with you that I did with my own two kids when I was preparing them for the ACT and my two oldest, and uh, we'll make sure that you are ready to walk into that test that Saturday. Well, I'll be back with you again next week for another episode. Until then, you guys have a great week, great Thanksgiving coming up, and I will talk to you again soon.